Friends, will you pray with me? Good and gracious God, send your spirit now that the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts will be pleasing in your sight for you and you alone, O God, are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So, you know, it occurs to me that these verses Bob has just read for us from the 10th chapter of Matthew's Gospel, they appear at first, I think, to be something like a jumbled mess. Right? This jumbled collection of sayings that don't seem to connect up at many points. There's talk here about disciples and teachers, about uh, slaves and masters, about darkness and light about the value of a sparrow's life versus the number of hairs on our heads. There's talk about peace and the sword, about family members being set against family members, about how in order to find your life, you have to lose it, and how perhaps in losing your life, you might find it. Hmm. Kind of reads to me initially, at least, to be a bit like our world today, a little hard to make sense of. But as I read these verses, there is this one phrase that stands out above the others, perhaps because Jesus says it three different times in these verses, slightly different each time, but still saying the same thing. Do not fear. Right? This whole chapter is Jesus instructing the apostles, his followers, his disciples on the mission that is ahead of them and specifically about the challenges that they're going to face. He's saying to them, listen, I know it was hard to leave your families. I know it was hard to leave your homes, your livelihoods, but guys, there are much harder things that are still ahead. He says to them in this chapter, you will face persecution. You will face division. You will face suffering, the world, in other words, will appear to you at times to make no sense at all. But throughout this chapter, he's telling them, listen, you can do your mission in the face of all of those obstacles, if not for one thing. There's one thing Jesus says to them that will cause you to fail in your mission. Fear. Fear is the only thing, Jesus says, that can cause you to fail in your pursuit of sharing my life and my love with the world. (laughs) It reminds me of a story that the late Catholic priest Henry Nouwen tells in his book, Wounded Healer. It's the story of the day a young fugitive came into a village seeking shelter. And the villagers, they welcomed him warmly. They fed him, they clothed him, they sheltered him, and they hid him. But later that day, enemy soldiers came to that same village. And the villagers quickly grew fearful. The enemy told the villagers that if they did not hand over the young fugitive by dawn the next day, then they would kill every man in the village and burn every building to the ground. The villagers, not knowing what to do, they went to the village pastor for his guidance. And the pastor was torn. 
he was torn between helping save this young fugitive, but also preserving the lives of his villagers. And so he withdrew that night into his study to pray and to read the scriptures. And the next day, just as they had said they would, the enemy soldiers returned and they went to the village pastor and the pastor handed over the young fugitive. And as the enemy led him away to be killed, the villagers, they celebrated with a great feast for so many lives had, had been spared and preserved. But the pastor, he didn't feel like celebrating. That night, an angel came to the pastor and asked him, what have you done? And the pastor told the angel, I've handed over the young fugitive to the enemy. And the angel said to the pastor, do you not know that this very day you have handed over the Messiah, the very Son of God? And the pastor distraught said, how could I have known? And the angel said, had you had the courage to visit the young fugitive even once, to look him in the eye, then you would have known. Friends, there is so much to be fearful of in this world today. There are people around us who are afraid to go running because of the color of their skin. There are people around us who are afraid to, to go to work because of the uniform they wear. Right? There are parents who are afraid more so than ever for their children and children who are afraid for their parents. The headlines, they tell us every day, well, be afraid of this thing or that person, be afraid of this candidate or that. I know pastors who, who are afraid in these days for what the future of the church might hold or might not hold. Right? Healthy and, and sick people alike in these days, they are afraid to die. Yes, physically, but also spiritually. There is so much for us to be afraid of. It's enough to make us want to pack our bags, right? <laughs> to get far away from, from here, to get far away from our fears. I hear New Zealand's doing pretty well right now. It's enough to make us want to just hand over our fears to the first person who tells us that they can handle it for us. There's so much fear that we're unwilling even oftentimes, I think, to look that fear in the eye. Hmm. You know, one of my favorite places here at the church is this bench. This bench that sits in our memorial garden. Sometimes I'll come out here when I'm feeling tired when I'm feeling anxious, when I'm feeling afraid. And the thing I love about 
our memorial garden is that no matter where you sit, whether it's sit rather, whether it's this bench or anywhere else, your eye is always drawn to the cross. The cross that stands at the heart of this garden and in many ways at the heart of our church. Right? It is the reminder for us. It's like the North Star of our faith. The cross is the reminder for us that that discipleship, that following Jesus Christ, it means that we are called to move towards that which we fear rather than away from it. Right? It's the reminder, too, though, that, that there are no guarantees in this journey of discipleship, in this life of following Jesus. There are no guarantees that we won't get hurt, right? The cross we sometimes forget, it is an instrument of torture, of death, right? This was the thing that the Romans used to to show the world just how worthless and invaluable the person that hung upon it really was. But by facing the cross, by facing our fears, in other words, disciples of Jesus Christ, are reminded that we are people who are called to have hard conversations. That we are people who are called to to stand with the powerless, to love the unlovable. That we are people who are called to, to, to help those who are helpless. To set aside our own comfort, our own security, and sometimes our own lives in order to care for the life of others. Right? It is the reminder for us that we are called to look into the eyes of the fugitive. To look into the eyes of other people. And in doing so, to glimpse the very face of God. I love the words that are at the base of our cross. Come to me, it says, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Right? The cross is the symbol that reminds us that though this world is full of such fear, we are called to face it courageously because we find in the cross that the love that we are born into is also the love that we die into. Jesus' words in these verses do not fear. These words to the disciples then are also words spoken to us, disciples today. Words that remind us that in a world that does not always make sense, the church, disciples, followers of Jesus Christ are the ones who are called to face all of that which causes us fear. So friends, may we, may we as followers of Jesus Christ, may we not fail 
in our mission. May we face the world in which we are living, a world that, that is so confusing, a world that is full of such, such hurt and such death. May we be people who face it. Face it with hope. Face it with peace. Face it with lives that remind others that God, who wel- God is one who welcomes our weariness, who carries our burdens, and who at the last gives us rest. Friends, for the sake of the gospel and for the sake of the world, may it be so. Amen.